Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the shenanigans. It was the early 80s, and sex was still a good way to meet new people. The disappointment. Now that's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And the self-confidence. I'm six foot, three inches tall, and maintain a very consistent panda bear shape. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. road trip. This will be just the thing to cheer you up, Spearsy. You're wasting your time, Brad. I basically transformed to Scrooge every December and not the funny Bill Murray Scrooge. I mean, I'm the really despondent late night Skinamax Scrooge. The one who's going straight to hell because he sold his mother's flatware in order to finance a porn series called Here Comes Santa Claus. Dude, way too dark and way too gross. I can't tell if you're trying to be funny or what. Ugh. Here, let's cheer you up. I took the lead. Somebody's heart. Santa baby, slip the stable under the tree for me. No, 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 no. Let me handle this. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Holy hell. Dude, get some help. Here. I will steer this car straight into a ditch if you do not let me change that channel right now. Okay, okay, I see you're in full Eeyore mode. Let's see if we can compromise. Will this work? Eh. I think the words you're looking for are bah humbug. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your ghosts of Christmas past, Spearsy. And B-Rad. And today we've come to play you the saddest. And happiest. Songs of the season. Don't forget, Spearsy, Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and the CLNS Media mobile app. Hey, the brand new CLNS Media website has now launched at clnsmedia.com. clnsmedia.com is now the home of this podcast and 40-plus other podcasts and vidcasts in the world of sports, finance, comedy, and lifestyles. Lifestyles, lifestyles. We are so excited to have our show featured on the new CLNS Media website. Support our network by checking out this episode. And all our brother podcasts at clnsmedia.com. That's clnsmedia.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. 
It's truly a real honorable experience to be here this evening. A very wonderful and warm and emotional moment for all of us. And I'd like to sing a song for all of you. So here's the concept for the show. It's uh, obviously the middle of December now. And uh, traditionally at this time of the year, Stucky Needies likes to do some sort of holiday-themed uh, show. In the past, we've done, oh, here are our favorite songs of the holidays, or here's uh, you know, Gremlins or Scrooge or Christmas Vacation. Or Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, wait, no, we never did that show. <laughs> We're saving that for season 15. Yeah, it's coming like but, uh, we're waiting. <laughs> we're waiting for Netflix to stream it, so we don't have to like download it off of YouTube. Go pay money for that trash. I know. Or uh, Ernest Saves Christmas, something Ooh. like that. Oh well, now you have my attention. I, I believe that actually did sneak into the eighties. I think so too. So the other day, I, I told Brad, I was like, you know what I want? I want to do a, a podcast about the really sad songs of Christmas. And he comes back at me and says, "No, wait, stop." You do sad, because that's you, and I'll do the happy songs, because that's me, apparently. Those are the roles we play on this show. Yeah. One of these days, we'll have uh, April 1st, we'll have a uh, we'll switch up, and uh, you can be the sad guy, and I'll be the happy guy. Oh, my gosh. Maybe by then, I'll be dating somebody. <laughs> by that, I mean like April 1st, uh, you know, 20, 2021 or something like that. Yeah. When I actually will be 70 years old, well, I'm still doing the podcast. If you're 70 years old and you're still walking around, you're going to be considered quite a catch. Yeah, that's true. Trust me. There's nothing about me that's a catch. Attrition is going <laughs> to take care of us. This traditionally is a – this is one of those seasons, and you think that, oh, all Christmas music must be happy. <laughs> but really, it's more 50-50. Yeah, it's more mixed than you think. I think there's the pressure of the holidays. People always say this is the time of year that people commit suicide. You know, they get yeah. down. If if you're if you're already feeling blue, this is a bad time of year for you. It's so yeah. Pretty much all my friends have me on like uh, like shifts. Like it's your shift to cover Spearsy today. Make sure he's okay. I'm not just hey, kidding. You know about that. <laughs> so um, I keep getting Sunday nights. It's terrible. I'm really bad on I'm, I'm despondent on Sunday we're, nights. We're all bad on Sunday nights. I mean, come on, Sunday blues are a real thing. You but, want you want ideally you want to get the Thursday, Friday, like Saturday morning shift. Yeah, then things are things are okay then. Yeah, but I mean the other thing is it's the holidays and people have this expectation. Oh, you know you're supposed to be having a great time, and you know look, it's just true. Not everybody's having a great time. It's not the most wonderful time of the year for everybody. So, it's so I not, think we're going to hit some of both of these. Right. And so Brad's going to start with uh, one of his happy songs. Now, before I start, let me say we tried to go a little deeper into the catalog, find some things that aren't covers, um, some original 80s Christmas songs that are, are maybe a little more uplifting. And so to that end, I give you the most unexpected of Christmas songs and the most excellent Ramon singing Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight. I know you're shocked to find that this is the first Christmas song the Ramones ever recorded, and I think also the last. 
<laughs> it was a, <laughs> yeah, well, that's safe to say. Yeah, it was a B side in 1987 to the unrememberable "I Want to Live," and then showed up again as some a filler track, more or less, last track on their '89 album "Brain Drain." Which had one other song on it I recognized, Pet Cemetery. Can we just talk about Pet Cemetery? Yeah, for the uh, Halloween horror playlist. Oh, there you go. So, I mean, it's a regular old straight ahead Ramon song, one, four, five chords, but it's a great message, Steve. I don't want to fight tonight. I just want to enjoy the holidays. Can't we just throw a party for our friends and fight through the whole thing and then make up at the end like they do in the video? <laughs> I, I don't remember ever having any epic. Christmas fights with any of my ex-wives. I, I, my first ex-wife, whom I never talk about, never ever talk about on the show. The first ex, Mrs. Spears. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're no longer friends. I am still friends with my second ex-wife, but with my first ex-wife, I remember one morning, one Christmas morning, she pulled out the Christmas morning casserole, you know, out of the fridge to put in the oven. Uh-huh. It fell on the floor and shattered into like <laughs> a billion pieces. And then she fell to the floor into a crying mass of just oh no, gibberish crying because her, you know she Christmas her, her she yeah it was like I think one of the first Christmases where her parents weren't there and stuff oh, like that gosh, and just, a lot of lot of expectations piled yeah up. Like every yeah that's the other thing right that's that's the holidays there's all this baggage <laughs> so, we don't carry around so thank you for reminding me of that oh so tender moment with your song i i question how happy it really is no or do, well I, I don't want to fight tonight steve i actually it's funny you say that when I, we talk about the first ex mrs spears you know i talk occasionally about the woman that i call my college girlfriend who would have been the first ex mrs williams and we didn't fight at christmas because we were never together over christmas oh smart we would break up like in the fall and then we would get together by Valentine's Day. And then we would date until the end of the school year. And then she would go home for summer. And I would be like, well, are we still a thing? What's going on? And then but she would come back to school and break up with me. And then the cycle would uh, be. Yeah. So I literally never got her a Christmas present. Well, I've got the perfect song for you. It's my first depressing song of the holidays. It's from Erasure. And it's called, She Won't Be Home. <laughs> So I love Erasure. You know, they're one of those bands that we never talk about on the podcast. They play them nonstop on Sirius XM First Wave. Yeah. And this is a song I had not heard until I started doing the research for the show. It's from an album, actually an EP, called Crackers International, hmm. which, believe it or not, was a Christmas album yeah, Christmas, released Christmas by Erasure. Sure. Yeah. Crackers International. Released by the band in 1988. Between their albums, The Innocence and Wild, it doesn't feel too much like an Erasure song, but the lyrics, oh so poignant. May I quote some to you? Oh, nothing would please me more, Stephen Q. Spears. And I wanted to say to you how much I want to be with you. I wanted to say to you how much I need to be with you. Christmas time comes once a year. She knows this time he won't be near. 
Zing! Bang! Boom! Brad's ex-girlfriend. Booyah! Do, do you hear this? Do you hear that? That's me snapping. I'm, I'm snapping <laughs> for your poetry reading. That was that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I had the same problem in college. I, I had girlfriends, and I know at least two of them broke up with me because my Christmas gifts to them were so bad. <laughs> Well, and, you know, let's face it. We weren't at the top of our gift-giving game at that age. What was the cartoon mouse from that from the cartoon movie in the late 80s? Fievel? I don't know. American Tail? Yes, American Tail. What was the name of the Fievel. damn mouse? Fievel. Okay. So one year, I was dating a girl. First of all, I made the mistake of you never date, you never start dating somebody a month before Christmas. Risky. Well, because you never it, one month, and that's Christmas. Now I have to a buy you a pressure. Christmas present. Yeah, all the holidays yeah. pressure, and then you load on top of that a new relationship. What are you crazy? So I bought her a, a stuffed fifle, and I could just see it in her face. <laughs> Twelve. I didn't know. Like you know, it was like my. I think I forget who it was. It might have been my first wife. Oh. The, he, she of the crying hash brown casserole, who <laughs> the beginning contained the end, as it turns out. Yeah. Who told me, hey, you know. I know guys think it's cute to get a girl stuffed animals a present, but it's really not cute anymore. And so I learned my lesson. Well, but she I gave it to you straight. She gave it yeah. to you straight. So, and so does Erasure. So see if you can top that, my friend. Okay. Well, I've got a little something for you here. It's called Christmas Wrapping by the Waitresses. I cry foul. I say this is not a happy song. It is a happy song. They end up together at the end of the song. It just takes a while. Do they? You got to let it roll out. But they never end up together at the end. Nobody ever does. <sighs> Do you not go to movies, dude? Nine times out of ten. <sighs> Come on. The only movie my life is is like Last American Virgin, and I'm Gary. Skeech, Skeech gets the girl in the in that thing you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me about Christmas. Okay, wrapping. so Christmas wrapping. In case you've been under a rock, is uh, Waitress's song that was released in 1981. Uh, it was written for a Christmas album that their label was putting out, and kind of famously, the story is that it was the lyrics were scratched out in a cab on the way to the recording session uh, in a you know, like a New York cab on an August, hot August day, which doesn't seem like a very Christmassy setting. And this will speak to you, Spears. He said the lyrics came from a place where very much for years I hated Christmas. Everyone I knew in New York was running around like a bunch of fiends. It wasn't about joy. It was just something to cope with. And and this is Chris Butler, you say, yeah, who wrote the song? That's my cookie for you. But Okay, good. I, I like that. I do think that you know, and write in and argue with me if you think I'm wrong. But the song has a happy ending. The the girl and the guy have been chasing each other all year, and then they get together uh, over a can of cranberry relish at the local market for yeah. Christmas dinner. Come on. It tells a story. It has cranberries in it. This song's a winner. <laughs> it has raisins. You like raisins. <laughs> Certainly, there's a Spearsy side of the song that I can cling uh, to. Well, as it turns out, Stephen, there is... The lead singer Patty Donahue died in 1996 at the very young age of 40 from lung cancer. She was a heavy smoker. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay, that is sadder than yeah, I thought. That's pretty. I take back my dare. I, will, I shall dare you no more. So what do you got, morose one? Okay. <laughs> I like this one, okay? And it's another band that I guarantee we've never talked about on Stuck in the 80s. 12 years, we've never mentioned the word fishbone, but we will today with their song, Slick Nick, You Devil You. Slick Nick, You Devil about fishbone oh my god so inaccessible party at ground zero that's a great song (laughs) yeah yeah i know they are beloved by a certain group of music connoisseurs who have a deeper appreciation of the art than i do so Mm, i don't know anyway here's the story it's a very short story i don't know too much about it Um, this song came off a ep of course because all the great ones are eps the ep was called it's a wonderful life hmm i wonder where they got that title it was uh, released in 1987, quickly went out of print. There is a song on there called It's a Wonderful Life, and that is probably the more famous of the Fishbone mm. Christmas songs. But I chose this one because it has the lyrics. Slick Nick stole a reindeer from the zoo, fell down my chimney with a keg of brew, put my dog out in the cold, ripped off the candy from my socks, Smoking coal, drinking scotch, slick Nick, you devil, you. <laughs> well, you skipped my favorite, my favorite stanza, spilling Jack Daniels all over the drapes, spray painting a bad finger over the fireplace. <laughs> well, I, I, I hate to, I hate to say it, Steve, but I actually really like this song. This is awesome. It just speaks yeah, to the fun. contrarian it's, and it's, it's all more fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's dark, it's okay. but it's fun. You know, fell just down my chimney. Close the flu, kids. That's what we're telling you tonight. Close the flu. <laughs> yeah. A Christmas song that rhymes zoo with brew. I dare you to match me up with that one. Uh, I'm going to do my best, but I don't think it'll quite. There are animals in this song, but no zoo. I give you my number one happy Christmas song, Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. Very familiar. In fact, if there's a unofficial Christmas anthem of the 80s, I would say this is it. I think so. I think so. As I've mentioned before, my dad conducted the church choir and my mom to this day is a church organist. Do you have any idea how eye-opening this Christmas song was to me? (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. It melted my brain. This one, just like my last pick, it tells a story. I love a song that tells a story. And, you know, it's always nice if that story is not the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. 
<laughs> this song is on the 87's A Very Special Christmas, which we talked about five years ago on episode 277, and tells a tale of some young rap artists who find Santa's wallet in the park, only to find when they get home that the wallet was their gift. Oh. Yeah. I don't think I ever knew that. Isn't that nice? The money's from me! <laughs> so here's a little something for you. It's enough to buy a boat and matching car with ease, not a magic car with keys. It is often misquoted. Oh, there you go. Magic car with keys. What would a magic car with keys do? I don't know. This is one of the first shows that you and I did together. It is. Yeah, that was the second show. Wow. The first one was in 80s News Now. Nobody can remember that one. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> So Daryl McDaniels, a.k.a. DMC, said this about his verse in an interview with the AV Club. He said, my story, my, you know, his part of the song, is what really happened in real life about real people and what it was like as a kid growing up. It's so real. Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens. It's funky. It's soulful. It's family. It's real. And you know what? I think that's why I like the song so much. It's just so different from what my Christmases were like, but it's so authentic. It just comes through in the song. You know, every year I do actually make uh, I make smoked turkey and collard greens every year for the holidays for the family. It's Christmas time in Orlando, someplace Florida. Spearsy <laughs> <laughs> cooking turkey and collard. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. That's why. Plus, I plus I have no funk or rhythm. People so love it. it just it's my. It's one of my best dishes. I don't doubt it. I don't it's, doubt it's it. It's amazing. I don't normally say that about my cooking, but I really do. That's one dish. Okay. So that that's my pick. And I got to tell you, I cannot, I can barely take Christmas music. Like when they start the Christmas channel on Sirius XM in oh, like mid-October, I want to rip it out of my dish. Makes me so mad. But if this song comes on, if this comes on, you turn that up, Spearsy. You turn it up and you listen and smile and bob your head. We still get two dollars every time we say Sirius XM, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> are you are you Sirius XM about that, Spearsy? I wish that was true. That would be great. So okay. Here we go. I never really thought of this next song. My thesis as it was. This is my thesis as a Christmas song, but it definitely is. It, the title of it makes you think New Year's, but it's not. It is, of course, Dan Fogelberg and same old Lang Syne. Met my own lover in the grocery store The snow was falling Christmas Eve I stole behind her in the frozen foods And I touched her on the sleeve She didn't recognize the face at first But then her eyes flew open wide She went to hug me and she It's hard to even conceive of this song as an 80s song because it has that late 70s soft FM feel to it, doesn't it? It does. What have you done to me here, Spearsy? It's another song that tells a story. Yes. Oh, all good Christmas songs tell a story. So, uh, Same Old Lang Syne, written and sung by Dan Fogelberg, released as a single in 1980. It's also included on his 81 album, The Innocent Age. It is an autobiographical, as I will get to in a minute, ballad told in the first person telling the story of two long-ago uh, boyfriend-girlfriends who meet by chance in a grocery store on Christmas Eve. 
the song Who the hell goes to the grocery store on Christmas Eve? Like, that's all over these songs. I do. Um, on Christmas so. Eve, you go to the grocery store. What the hell's wrong with you? You hoping to bump into an old yes. girlfriend so you can sing <laughs> yeah. songs about it? I want to drink a toast to innocence. The uh, song peaked at number nine. I listened to it like five times in a row today to get into the right mood. As is the Spearsonian tradition, I shall quote it. The final two verses. The beer was empty and our tongues were tired of running out of things to say. She gave me a kiss as I got out and I watched her drive away. Just for a moment, I was back at school and felt that old familiar pain. And as I turned to make my way back home, the snow turned into rain. Vogelberg, you old bastard. You're killing me, Spursy. Oh, my God. You're killing me. Uh, so Vogelberg would admit this song is based on a real-life uh, encounter. He was visiting his family back in Peoria in the mid-'70s, and he did run into an old girlfriend at a convenience store. Huh. After he died, Dan Vogelberg died, sadly, of prostate cancer in 2007. The woman in the song came forward with her story. Uh, her name huh. is Jill. And she told interviewers how she and Dan Fogelberg dated in high school. They were part of the Peoria Woodruff High School class of 1969. After graduation, they each went to different colleges. She married and moved back to Chicago while Fogelberg obviously, you know, went on to become a superstar in music. And then back in 1975, she said they ran into each other on a Christmas Eve at a convenience store. She even knew the address. Oh my gosh. She confirmed that together they did, in fact, buy a six-pack of beer and drank it in her car for two hours while they talked. <laughs> Five years later, after that Christmas Eve, she heard the song on the radio for the first time while driving to work. Huh. But she never said a word because, likewise, Dan Fogelberg also refused to confirm, you know, yeah, the, the identity the of the details. Woman. Sure. So... She stated her reason for remaining quiet was um, it would disrupt his marriage. But she would later say there were two small inaccuracies in the lyrics. Her eyes are green, not blue. (laughs) Very small, very petty, but that's okay. I I respect that. Artistic license, we call it these days. And her husband was a PE teacher, not an architect. Okay. And in regard to the line... She would have liked to have said she loved the man, but she didn't like to lie. The woman would not talk about it at all, but did confirm that by the time of the song's release, she and her husband had divorced. Oh, my gosh. That's just... uh, Wow. And now the snow turns into rain. I I have to tell you, Steve, I really felt like I was going to... You know, light was going to win, but the days are short at this time of year, and everyone's got a lot on their mind. And when you get to that last stanza of this song, just for a moment, I was back at school and felt that old familiar pain. I have to cede the floor to you, Steve. You have you have shown me the way yeah. to the dark side. Come to the dark side. We have the, the Seggies. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. And now we reveal perhaps the greatest mystery of 2017. What the hell was that movie that Brad and Steve have been talking about for the last three or four shows? 
I gotta admit, Brad really pulled this one out of his uh, computer orifice. Yeah, or computer. And when I joked last time that, oh, I'll just find another clip on YouTube, I've discovered there are no more clips on YouTube. <laughs> so I just used a different part of the same clip. Pay attention. Here's the second clip of this particularly mysterious movie. Yep, that's Hello Again with Shelley Long. You better. Not a great piece of work. No. But, you know, but I'd still watch it if it came on tonight. Here's the thing. You know, we got, Corbin we, Birdson. We, yeah, exactly. We've got to challenge you guys a little bit from time to time. And, uh, you know, some people got this. It just took a, you know, you had to lead, we had to lead you down the path, and that's okay. You just know, though, that nobody's coming to the 80s cruise this year dressed as Shelley Long from Hello Again. Not, not intentionally. <laughs> Although I may come as dressed as Corbin Burnson just to be like, I just wear whatever. Who are you? I'm Corbin Burson from uh, Hello Again. Oh. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. They're really clever. Okay. Nice job. Well executed. So take a deep breath and read all three winners. The winners this week are Canuck and Callie, Tom Corn in Austria, and Cecil Cahoon. Who writes? You threw me for a loop with the first clip. It sounded like Mary Stuart Masterson to me, and I couldn't shake that conclusion. And the second clip didn't help me at all. It was Brad's <laughs> insistence that he thought the actress's voice would be recognizable. And Steve's offhand comment that she only did so many movies that helped me. I didn't see the movie. I have no memory of it. But if an <laughs> actress with a memorable voice only had a limited film career in the 80s, then she had to be a TV star. Yes. Cecil, you're like a freaking detective here, man. No kidding. 80s detective. Cecil Cahoon. It's a I'm perfect case. For yeah. Cecil Cahoon, 80s detective. I carry a badge. So the detective continues. I listened to the first clip about six more times and tried to think about that voice on television, 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 which led me to Shelley Long. So hello again. Hello again. That might be the single best uh, short letter we've received in a long time. Cecil wrote a much more lengthy note to us, heaping praise upon us and mainly Gail, actually, for the interview show. But it, oh. is, quite, it is quite long. So I did read that. Yes, that was a fantastic letter. Yeah. Uh, but we're trying to keep the shows to half an hour. <laughs> okay. Cecil, you were great. You figured it out exactly the way you should have. And uh, for that alone, you deserve a um, detective badge. <laughs> I actually have my security my Wally World security badge that I wore as my costume at the last two 80s events. Maybe, and I'm thinking I'm going to retire that outfit. So the maybe Smithsonian to, hasn't called for that yet. <laughs> maybe give it to Cecil. I don't know. Anyway, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Army bases are pretty dead, unless you're in the army. So I always had a lot of time to daydream. And my daydream was always the same. That someday I was going to get to Chicago. Because that's where they make dance TV. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com. That's sit80s.com. And tune in next week to find out which second clip we're going to have to play because you didn't get the first one. Zing! Ah, <laughs> uh, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. Hey, you know the drill by now. We play a snippet of a song from the 80s. Almost out of bourbon here. Sangha. You better wrap this baby up. If you get it right, you're entered into the contest for the uh, aforementioned or the never yet aforementioned uh, bottle opener. Pay attention. Here's this week's clip. 
That's 17 by Winger. Winger, as you might have known, because I think we mentioned it in that previous podcast, the same podcast, I think, where the clip appears was the 80s in the Sand wrap-up show. Yep. And Winger performed. I did not hear them play 17. I walked in for like the last 90 seconds of their set. I'm not a huge Winger fan. And it was just, it's, I just felt like Huey Lewis. I'm like, you guys are just too darn loud. <laughs> <laughs> were you wearing your Wally World thing? Because the glasses were. Uh. Well, shoot, I might have actually been. Cause, well, no, it was the final. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. They might have thought I was shutting it down. That would have been great. You got the badge. Yeah. Waving my arms. Hey, you got to shut this down. I guess I'm not the only one who knew this was Winger. So go ahead. Oh, Brad, my gosh. Eat some Anybody who didn't know this is Winger? Winners this week include Joseph Perdue, Joe in Michigan, Ryan the Pirate King, Todd the Toad, Cecil Cahoon. Wait, he got both? I don't know about that, man. Alan Titus, DJ and Clinton, Curtin Dirty Jersey, Rob Stroh, Mike in Columbus, Dave Agiagas, Todd Bro, Fetch in Evansville, Heather Brown from Tennessee, Christine in Philly, Jaywash in Beaver Creek, Jesse El Gato Grande, Smith, Northern Irish Mal, Chip Not Kip Midnight, Ryan Norris, Jeff Frox in Indiana, Dave Dirt, and Dan and McDonough, who writes, That would be 17 by Winger. My wife said, Disgusting when she heard the lyrics one time. Having two daughters right around that age, it doesn't sit as well with me as it did 29 years ago. Ah, uh, well said. Okay, Brad, should we spin the wheel or should we just give Cecil the. Uh, <laughs> I think the forms must be obeyed. <laughs> Chaka 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 con chaka con and it's gonna land on what do you know it landed on Cecil Cahoon <laughs> yes okay Cecil you either get the uh, bottle opener if you don't have one already or you can have um, some yet to be determined piece of swag from either the cruise or eighties in the sand so email us with your preference in the meantime pay attention here's this week's mystery tune. If you know it, email us at everyone podcast at sit80s.com. Then tune in next week to find out if you're a winner. In the meantime, it's time for a commercial. Listen up, 80s Nation. Basketball season is back. And here at Stuck in the 80s, that means we have a special sponsor to help you uh, make the most of the season. It's time for you to put your fantasy knowledge to the test and win some huge cash prizes every night playing the one-day fantasy basketball at DraftKings.com. At DraftKings, there are so many ways to play. You could do public contests with huge cash prizes. You could do private leagues. You could do friend leagues. Uh, they've even got beginner and casual contests where you can kind of learn the ropes and kind of get your handle on the whole thing. The best part, you get to draft a new team each day. So here's the deal. Use the special promo code CLNS at DraftKings.com to play free with your first deposit for your share of $10,000 in total prizes tonight. Don't wait. The special code is CLNS at DraftKings.com to choose your lineup, the game inside the game.
we're back. We have just a few minutes left. Hold it right there, Spruzy. What? I do not do this very often, but I'm grabbing the bully pulpit from you. I need to rant about something. Okay. I'm going to rant about Morrissey. Mm. Okay. So, so Morrissey, you know, look, you, you don't eat meat. Okay, that's fine. It's your choice. You don't like it when venues sell meat when you're playing. Eh, I think you're forcing your beliefs on other people a little bit there, but okay, that's okay. What's with the cancellations? Why are yeah. you? Why does this man bother booking tours if he's going to cancel at the drop of a hat? He canceled a show in California last month because it was too cold. Put on a f-ing sweater and get on stage. <laughs> what the? F- Pardon my language. Which is getting beeped, I know, but that's ridiculous. You are at. I'm. I'm sorry. Maybe you are a moral paragon and a, a visionary leader to your people, but you are an entertainer, and you are selling tickets to people who want you to entertain them. So you go the f- out on stage and you do it. If your keyboard player is sick, guess what? You're in a big city. Find somebody who knows your tracks. They're not that complicated. What the? Just can't. Uh. <laughs> You're taking your chance if you buy a. Morsi concert. You're ticket. an idiot. You are you are you are funding bad behavior. You are an enabler yeah. to bad behavior. I saw some stat recently where he said he's I forget what the time period was. And granted, without that, it's kind of hard to sort of gauge how important this is. But within this like period of time, and I want to say it was maybe seven years, he's canceled hundred and twenty five performances. Is that all? I just I can't understand how anybody buys a ticket to see this guy anymore. I mean, how many times does the boy have to cry wolf? He comes down to Florida like every third tour, and he never makes it. He like he ends up always canceling the Florida leg of his tour yeah. because I guess it's too warm down here. So yeah, I yeah, just no, I get you. I get and, you. And, end of rant. Thank you. End of rant. No, if, if you differ with me, go ahead, write me that email and just delete it because that's what I'm going to do when I get it because you're wrong. <laughs> Really, you're fired up. Yes, I am. So we made it this whole show talking about happy and sad songs of the holidays, and we haven't mentioned what I think is the de facto Christmas song of the '80s. In fact, I think it's a, pretty much a tradition on the Stuck in '80s blog that I post an item about this every Christmas Eve. I speak, of course, of "Fairy Tale of New York" by the Pogues. It was Christmas Eve, babe, and the drunk time. An old man said to me Won't see another one And then he sang a song The rare old mountain tune I turned my face away And dreamed about you Oh, fantastic song. So fantastic good. Fantastic song. I think, you know what, Steve? I think we could both make a case for this being on our list. Yes. I think you could make a case that it's a happy song. I think you can make a case that it's a sad song. Is it I possible think that's that whole... we have found, have we found the power hitting shortstop, the happy, sad Christmas song? Yes. I think we have. Oh. If everything's about happy, sad, then this song is right there in the sweet spot. It is... Um, Unbelievable. The lyrics that I'm thinking about, of course, are you're a bum, you're a punk, you're an old slut on junk, lying there almost dead on a drip in that bed. You scumbag, you maggot, 
You cheap, lousy word I won't say. Happy Christmas, you arse. I pray God it's our last. Yeah. Him and Christy McCall going back and forth on that is just fantastic. I listen to this hundreds of times, it seems like, every year. It seems like the most fitting song to end our Christmas show with this year. And so, Brad, I pray to you that this is not our last. I've built my dreams around you, uh, Spearsy. I've definitely built my dreams around this podcast. And so, uh, as always, Brad and I stay here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app.